Our journey was always going to be unconventional, but it became extraordinary when my child said to me, don't call me Nora, call me Nate. I knew it was coming. You wait. Well, let's go back a little bit. So you knew what? So I knew something was coming. Okay. I, I, you know, I, I guess get. I just got the vibes. Yeah. And uh, and it was before I had seen you after you'd cut your hair. Mm-hmm. I had not seen you, and I, uh, I mean, we just have this thing in our family, and we'll get this phone call and would you could you meet me for lunch or an early dinner uh i'd like to talk to you and immediately all the red flags and bells (laughs) and whistles and we waited to do it after your birthday because i didn't want it to become a thing at your birthday Mm -hmm. mom didn't (sighs) want you to be worried about that when it was your birthday so we kept it quiet until after fine but i just remember getting the phone call and going okay what's happened you know what is going on um so it was with major trepidation that i drove to houston's going oh dear god what is happening so i was prepared for something right but i was not prepared for that no, I yeah, um, and I to... remember the tears just falling. I didn't cry out loud, but I remember the tears just rolling down my cheeks. Um, Why were you crying? I was crying because I was visualizing um, the future. You know, it's a hard life. It's a really hard existence. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was crying. It had absolutely nothing to do with how I felt about you. I mean, that made no difference at all. It didn't even enter my mind. Uh, you know, I've loved you since the day I saw, saw your picture. Yeah, saw a picture. <laughs> saw a picture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... That never entered my mind, uh, you know, but a lot of things were in through my mind, you know, acceptance, you know, were we going to be the only two that accepted her, accepted him? him. Mm -hmm. And um, I, you know, I knew my family, it would be hard for my family. Um, Your family's old. But I knew they would do it. My family's what? Old. Okay, but wait a minute. But wait a minute. Yeah, whatever. I mean, mom is the eldest of four siblings. Of you know, she's got three other siblings. So crazy. yes, <clears throat> but yeah, we're crazy. But you say that, but they have all. They have all all risen to the occasion. Yes. Every single one of them. Yes, they have every single one. And even in even you know. Um, no, everyone. Everyone has risen to the occasion. Everybody has said. Now, whether they privately think something different, don't know, don't care. Um, they have 
adapted to the name. They do their best to get the pronouns right. They consistently ask about how Nate is doing. They do all the things that you need to do as a family. Yes. Right? Yes. But especially Uncle Dick found it hard. He's a doctor. And he sees things black and white. Yes. It is, you know, I mean, it it comes down to one sentence, you know, uh, of physicality. Right. And there are boys and there are girls. Yes. And, uh, I mean, I think that's when he first started questioning his religion, too. Hmm. Because science sometimes uh, is, you know, is pretty black and white. Whereas religion is anything but. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, geez. I would have reversed that. Mm-mm. I think religion can be very black and white. Very, be. this is right, this is wrong. And science, yes, it is black and white to a certain degree, but they're always questioning to figure out something new. Well, that's because science involves uh, advances. Yes. Things change yes. every year. Exactly. But religion does not change. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> it does. Very, but very slowly. slowly. Yes. yes. <laughs> slowly. But anyway, back to Houston's. Yes. I was sitting there and your mom told me and it was I had a lot of questions and they all kind of round, you know, came in full circle. They kind of all attached to each other. And I'm going, how does he know? He's only 14. How? 13. 13. 13. 13. I, I don't. Uh, anyway, how does he know? And you really didn't know how he knew. I mean, you couldn't answer that for me. I, I wanted a black and white answer. Mm-hmm. I wanted, uh, why all of a sudden? And then I, I, I did do some research and, and discovered that, most kids that are transgender know it from a really, really young age. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like uh, like two years old. Right. And I'm going, he was as feminine as they come as a child. I could never even get him into a pair of pants. Oh, I know. He was in dresses the whole time. Right. And no matter how hard I tried to put him in cool jeans, he wasn't interested. I didn't really like jeans at all, though. But you always wore dresses. Mm-hmm. Yes. And skirts. And even Halloween, you were, when you have permission to dress any way you want, you tended to dress as princesses of some, until you got to goth princesses. <laughs> My, well, the first time was that I really got into that was zombie. It was a zombie princess. Yes. What does your shirt say? It's a brand name. Flavella. It's out of Europe. Anyway, I remember going home, and I didn't even tell Rick right away. Mm-hmm. I needed, as always, I needed to process. It was a very... Um, it's a very big change. Yeah. And I... And for you, it was very sudden. And it, Yeah, it was very sudden. Because I, you had been on vacation and you know, but gone for a couple of weeks, and I hadn't seen you. Yeah, we were we were in. We had gone away with. I think so. It was August. We had gone away, and then school started. Yeah, Sarah and Michael already knew. 
Yes. Yes, because it came up while we were on vacation. Because it, I wore I wore um, the big shirts, mm-hmm. the button downs, mm-hmm. the, you know, dad shorts. Well, that then, bothered me too, to be honest. That they knew before you did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do remember it was after my birthday and I, I had not yet seen you. I had just had the conversation with mom and I took like a a week. It, it you know, just... And of course, I was listening to all your music. I that that concerned me whether you you know what was going to happen with all the talent you've got, with your drawings and your voice, yeah. and um, and it changed, it changed. You couldn't. But I have recorded a lot of your your voice things, your music. And I sat and played every one of them over and over again, going, oh, this gorgeous voice. And it was just hard. But then I do remember the next weekend, I worked up the nerd to tell Rick. And I figured Rick, I mean, Rick surprises you all the time. He does. He does. does. I mean, you could tell something. Very unexpected man. And he would be like, oh, all right. Okay, cool. Yeah, but I mean... You know, just like his reaction when the haircut, you know, I oh, didn't yeah. see anything. Yeah. Um, but he he basically had no reaction. It was, okay. And I said, I remember saying, are you okay with this? And he said, whatever makes her happy. We were still using her at that point. But anyway, um, I remember coming over and we were sitting on the patio and that's the first time I had seen you and you had cut your hair. And that was another shock. I didn't know that till after I got there and saw it. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, dear God. All that gorgeous, gorgeous hair. Um, gorgeous, I, thick, black. It's not the first Maya time hair. I cut my hair. Like Bob when I was younger. Yeah, but this was a this was yeah, a but that change. was also like a lot of hair. But this yeah. this got to like a it was a little longer than a pixie cut. Mm-hmm. But again, it was a symbol. It wasn't just cutting your hair. Cutting your hair became a symbol or a reflection of a, what was going yeah. on. Yeah, and uh, it it was just. I, I saw you moving into this new person, and I loved the old person. And I thought, it's he's still the same person. I think whatever that process was that you went through, that I went with you one time, the the treatment where they uh, put electrodes on you or whatever. TMS. Huh? TMS. Okay. Uh, Hold on. Let me look it up. I'm going to get the thing right. It's. I thought I saw a big change after that was done. Well, I think we were dealing. I think it was transcranial. um, I don't remember what exactly it stands for. Transcranial magnetic stimulation. Okay. But whatever that was. And the fact that you let me come. To one of your sessions, uh, and I wasn't going to. I was going to wait in the car. Yeah, I had to take you, 
And you said, no, 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 come on in, Grandma. And I went, okay, I'll, I'll be glad to, but, you know, I, I don't have to. I could stay in the car. Um, but I have noticed a huge change in how you react to people and how you react to situations. And your whole personality has opened up since that's been done. It allowed me to actually feel emotions. Yeah. So I, I, before I did it, I could no longer feel. And it was masking at that point, just trying to gauge the right, you know, emotion. Well, I missed. To see what was, what was the right thing yeah. to do. But when I started doing TMS afterwards, I could actually feel emotion. So I didn't have to fake feeling. So for a while, I, I couldn't, I literally couldn't feel love for anyone. I know. It, and it didn't matter if they were close to me or if. I can remember coming over to the house during that period before TMS. And um, not that you weren't always pleasant and always, you know, said the right things, but your heart wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. And I very seldom ever get, got a hug. Uh, very seldom. Uh, you spent most of the time back in your bedroom you never came out if you didn't have to, or you mm-hmm. would come out and run right back. But once you had um, that, I remember being really surprised the first time I went over after you were finished with the treatment, not during it, but after you were finished, and walking in the door, and you were on the couch, and you jumped up and went, Hi, Grandma! And ran over and gave me the biggest hug, and I was like, Oh, my God, he's back. He's back. And um, you said, you said, oh, I missed you and I love you. And I went, oh, my God, I've, it's been so long since I've heard that. So I thought that was a huge, I mean, I'm sure the TMS helped you, but it helped me a lot. <laughs> I mean, as much as the pain I was in going through that and just how hard it was coming home and being tired and in pain, the headaches and the, you know, the constant pounding. And, you know, afterwards I had to get a mouth guard because um, it would clench my teeth and it would hurt, but it was worth it. I think that, you know, we, one of the things that I think about as we talk about these things, and it was, I think it was the first time when I talked to you um, mom, when we when I told you about the transgender journey, I think I think that was the point where I realized it wasn't my journey, wasn't my choice, and and that's why I couldn't give you a reason for why he knew because I I don't know. It's not my journey. It's not my identity. It's not my choice, and. And as much as it was hard for you to think about the future, um, I had some of those concerns as well. But for me, I also had to give up on all of those visions you have for your kid. You know, when you're when you have the little baby 
sweet little baby and you think about, oh, my baby's going to go to college and my baby's going to do this and my baby's going to do that. And, oh, my baby's going to be the next Adele and my baby's going to do all these things. Like, you know, you think about those, you have all those dreams and wishes and, and they're going to, they're going to be better than I am. And they're going to, they're going to be more successful than I am. And they're going to do all these wonderful things. And I realized that one, God, how unfair. Those were my wishes. They weren't yours. And two, that I had to let those go in order for you to have the journey you wanted and the life you wanted. And that for me was the hard part, letting go of all that. Mm -hmm. Because I had invested so much into it. I invested a lot in those in those dreams I had for you. And it was really, it was really like, if I did something, it was go big or go home. Swimming was, you know, competition. Oh, you went big. So going back to the, what you were saying too about the TMS, I agree. TMS was the big change. We tried lots of things, but that was the change. And I, but I, I think that, you know, we tend to, conflate a lot of the issues and I'm not sure that we should and I don't know it would be interesting to have somebody come in and talk to us about this but you know because it wasn't just coming out as gay or coming out as transgender it wasn't just those you were battling very significant depression and and social anxiety Mm -hmm. anxiety in general and anxiety in general and in fact those things I think were dragging you down um more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Like it was like I could just I could see it. You were you were struggling to just even put words to what you were feeling, what you were thinking and and I don't and I don't think that was as much I started developing a stutter. Mhm. Um just cuz I couldn't I couldn't it was so hard for me to articulate to articulate how I was like Whatever, like it, I would just start stuttering, whether it was like with friends or with like outside. It was mm-hmm. it was really hard. And then, and and we that's when we when we lost you for a little while, and not not because of the transgender piece, but because the anxiety and the depression. Just we we lost your sweet your sweet self. You just weren't. And it was during the pandemic too. <sighs> So did not it was help. horrible. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. But then with TMS, like Grandma said, we got you back. It was. And that's also around the time when I, uh, yeah, I started my first big relationship. Mm-hmm. It was that year in May, March. Mm-hmm. My biggest relationship ever. Yes. So I think, but I, and I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think we've we've tried many different ways to support your your mental health, mm-hmm. whatever whatever you need. But well, I don't know that TMS was was it, the breakthrough. It was great, but you know, you and can't was, blame was, all of the depression and anxiety on. Uh, being transgender. Oh no, we. Don't, that's no, what I'm I mean, saying. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That he's I think a teenager. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. think we were putting that all in the same bucket, and it's not. They were yeah. different issues. And, you know, you, uh, I mean, I was never a big fan in retrospect of high school. High school's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, mid, grades, you know, it was right middle, at middle school. Middle, middle school, school high too. school, yeah. Um, because kids are mean. Kids are mean. And um, they take down the strays, man. If you or someone you know is struggling, please reach out to Trans Crisis Lifeline at 877 565 8860. Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Dial 988 or go to 988lifeline.org. You are not alone. Thanks for joining us. Please rate the show, tell your friends, and send us a comment at info at don'tcallmenora.com. Become a patron for exclusive benefits. I am Nate. And I'm Charlie. Join us for the next episode of Don't Call Me Nora. This has been a K2T production. Georgiana Moreland, executive producer.